Public Radio. My name is Klaatu, and uh, today I'll be talking about uh, GIMP and Krita. Uh, everyone's heard of GIMP. GIMP is the not-so-drop-in replacement for Adobe Photoshop and runs on Linux and Windows and Mac OS X and is essentially a, a pretty good replacement for a robust image editor um, for for Linux. Now, there are a couple of different complaints with GIMP, and number one is that the interface is not Photoshoppy enough. Uh, it, it uses a couple of different windows to to get the job done, and that throws a lot of people off. And there's things are placed in different areas, and some tools look different different than than their Photoshop equivalents, and some things act a little bit differently, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. A big deal, right? I mean, as long as you can get the job done. Who cares? Um, if if the concern is converting people to Linux uh, because and and they won't do it because they need Photoshop and they simply can't do it because of Photoshop, chances are these people aren't going to ever convert to Linux anyway because they're not the type who want to learn anything new. They want to learn Photoshop CS one and never have to upgrade and never have to learn anything different, much less change the operating system under which all of it runs. So I'm not that concerned over over that style of argument, but I mean there are certain things, and everyone uses Photoshop for different things and, and in a different way and things like that, so there are certain things in GIMP that you just don't have that you, you might need in Photoshop, and, and someone had emailed me um, uh, a little while ago with a really interesting question about uh, kind of distorting an image and, and, and making it appear that it is wrapped around, for instance, a cylindrical object, um, or that it's that it's uh, curved in some way. And it's kind of a, uh, you know, it's a tool that, there, that, that exists in Photoshop, for which apparently no equivalent exists in GIMP. So is Krita the answer? No. Krita is a, a Qt-based application, so it would be, it would fall solidly under the KDE world. Uh, it is, in fact, part of the K-Office suite. So Krita uh, attempts to be another GIMP. Uh, rather than being based on the GTK toolset, toolkit, whatever, uh, it is based on Qt. I believe that the current version is still Qt 3 only. I don't believe they've gone over to Qt 4. I could be wrong about that. But it um, it's a good little application, and there are certain things about it that are more Photoshoppy and certain things about it that are basically on par with GIMP in terms of whether someone's going to have to think twice about doing something, uh, whereas they would not have to think about it at all if they, if, if they were coming from Photoshop. So I guess the bottom line is that there's no drop-in replacement for Photoshop now, and there probably will never be a drop-in replacement for Photoshop because people who want to have Photoshop want to have Photoshop. And that's fine. That's just something that everyone in this world is probably going to just kind of have to accept at some point. But um, as for using Krita, it is definitely worth trying out. And what I did was, being an avid user of GIMP and a formerly certified uh, Photoshop uh, user and instructor, I, um, you know, I, I know quite a bit about about the Adobe side of things. And so I, I and since then I've I've pretty much adapted completely to GIMP, but um but I'm always interested in seeing what kind of alternatives are out there. And one thing that you'll notice about Krita and, and the way that you'll install Krita, at least on the systems that I'm using lately, is is Krita K Office 
or maybe it's koffice-krita. I think it might be koffice-krita. So, you know, either yum install koffice-krita or aptitude uh, install koffice-krita should get you uh, krita on your system. And be aware that if your system shows that you do have koffice, you don't necessarily have all the components. So it's probably worth installing koffice-krita specifically. So one thing you'll notice about krita is that it comes in, uh, there are three different presets. There's grayscale, there's RGB, and yes, there is CMYK. So if one of your big problems with Linux is that there is no uh, image editor that will really deal with CMYK, your complaints are over. You have a solution. It is Krita. Uh, yes, it can do CMYK, and it can do it quite well. So uh, you start with a, from the preset, and then you, you go into Krita, and the next thing you'll notice is that the layout is a lot more Photoshop-y. You've got your toolbar, uh, your you know, kind of dual-column toolbar on the left side of the screen. You've got your property inspector across the top, which will give you added options for each different tool that you have. And then you've got your palettes down the right side of the screen, and the palettes are detachable. It's not quite as flexible as Photoshop. I mean, you can't take, for instance, the color swatches. The color picker lets you do, you know, from HSV to RGB, gray, and then just to individual palettes. Those are each their own little tab within the main colors uh, palette. You can't take those tabs and just drop them down and put them next to, for instance, layers. So there's it's not that amount of, of flexibility, but there is the flexibility of being able to take the colors palette out of that right-hand uh, side and placing it, uh, you know, somewhere else on your screen or just closing it entirely, whatever you want to do, just depending on your use for the, for the different palettes and, you know, whether you want to see it all the time or not. So that's that's handy, and I think again, I think people will uh, appreciate sort of the uh, the the ability to to customize their environment a little bit more, I think, than on the GIMP. Either way, the layout is still a lot more Photoshop-like uh, than the GIMP, I would say. Now, across the top, the uh, the property inspector, uh, depending on what tool you've you've selected, your options will will change. Uh, there, and there are some really cool options. Like if you've just got your basic a uh, freehand drawing tool. Uh, you can make this with your property inspector. You can make it an airbrush, you can make it an eraser, a pixel brush, a pixel pencil, or a smudge brush. Now, that's kind of standard, but then if you go down to like one of the vector shapes, that um, might not be a vector shape. I mean, it starts out as a vector, I guess, but I, it might bit bitmap it right, right after. I think it does, yeah. It bitmaps it after you draw it. But either way, so if you've got like a rectangle, you could actually make that an eraser. So you could literally have an eraser tool that is completely, you know, rectangular or, or a, round, a round shape or an airbrush uh, texture, whatever. So there's a lot of flexibility there, which is kind of cool. And it's got all the typical... It does kind of straddle the, is it an image editor or is it a paint program? And it straddles that really actually quite well. It's got a lot of the typical image editing tools, such as your clone stamp and your paintbrushes and your airbrushes and things like that, uh, color pickers, gradients. But then it's also got a, an entirely new brush engine uh, that is modeling itself off of programs like Corel Painter or uh, you know the Sumi-E brush set things like that. So you've got a lot of cool uh, pressure sensitive and um, really kind of like freehand illustrator uh, geared tools that are certainly beyond my knowledge of how to use them. But um, 
you know, it, it is neat to know that they're available to you. And if you're into the whole artistic kind of being able to draw a thing, then this might be something you'll want to look at because uh, at least the samples that they have online look really interesting and really impressive. Whether or not I would be able to generate any of that myself, I, I highly, highly doubt. But they are there, the tools are available, and it's pretty, pretty impressive. The uh, keyboard shortcuts are not any more like Photoshop than, than, than GIMP are. They're completely different, completely their own shortcuts. Uh, can you change them? Actually, not that I can tell, not in Krita yet. You can in GIMP. Uh, if you want to spend the time, you could go through and change all your keyboard shortcuts to something more equivalent to their Photoshop counterparts. On Krita, I don't see that as an option anywhere. So that could be an issue if you're really trying to emulate um, Photoshop. Um, opening up .psd files in both GIMP and Krita. That was an interesting test that I tried. Um, unfortunately, GIMP, or not unfortunately, but the fact is that GIMP kind of performed better on this test than did Krita. Uh, there were certain things in Krita, you know, I would have certain layers masked in an interesting way or, or, or blended in some way that for some reason Krita would not, uh, would not be able to emulate, and I'm not really sure why. And then I'd open up the same .psd file in GIMP, and it would appear exactly as it would have on Photoshop. So... That was an interesting test, and I'm not quite sure who, what, what is to blame because Krita has the same kind of layer blending options uh, that really GIMP does or that Photoshop does, so I'm not, not entirely sure what, what the issue was there. The layer palette in, in Krita has a lot more options than GIMP does. You can do layers, you can do uh, you make it visible, you can lock it, you can remove layers, you can group layers, you can add adjustment layers, which GIMP obviously does not have, and that's been a long-time criticism of GIMP, I think. Uh, so, yeah, that's kind of interesting. The text tool in, um, in Krita is badly needing work just as much. I mean, I think GIMP is one step ahead of Krita in the text, and Inkscape is, is worlds away from both of them. I mean, the Inkscape text tool, if you've ever used it, is just, it's a normal text tool. You can type right into the document, you can make changes, you can modify it, you can do whatever you need to do. You can put it on a path, you can resize it, whatever. Both GIMP and Krita seem to be lagging a lot on that. And I guess a purist might say, well, you shouldn't have to, you shouldn't be generating text in your image manipulation program anyway. But I mean, come on, it's something that people have expected now since Photoshop 7, so it kind of needs to be there. And it's not really where it needs to be in either GIMP or Krita as far as, I, as, far as I'm concerned. Uh, I don't know what the logistics of stealing the text tool from Inkscape would be, but I think that could be, I don't know, I, I guess if it was easy, someone would have done it already, but definitely Inkscape text is, is the way to go. Uh, but Krita does have a text tool, so it is, it's, if you have to have text in there, you got to get it in there. You know exactly what you want to put and how you want, you want it to look, uh, then you can, you can go there. The, uh, alpha, the alphaness of the layers are inherent, unlike in the GIMP where you sometimes have to add an alpha channel in order to get transparency. Uh, that kind of thing doesn't that's not an issue in, in Krita. There's not the kind of weird um, defined areas of layers like there is in GIMP, where if you make a new layer, it may only be five pixels by five pixels, uh, and then you have to expand the layer to fit the canvas, that kind of thing. That's not the case in Krita. Krita treats a layer the same way that Photoshop does. It's, a, it's an onion skin or a transparency over your entire canvas, no matter what. So that's kind of nice. It's actually kind of refreshing. Re refreshing. Um, 
there are certain things about Krita that strike me as a little bit undeveloped, and I'm sure the developers uh, would agree. You know, I mean, it's it's obviously a work in project in progress, and they 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 acknowledge that on their site. Things like the little star tool that they have. There's not really in your property inspector, you would expect there to be some kind of option for how many points there to be uh, there were. But what happens instead is that over on the right in your palette uh, section, a new palette appears called star, and that's where the options are. So it's kind of a, you know, there are certain things where the property inspector at the top manages certain aspects of things, and then the palette on the right manages other aspects. So it's not necessarily an error or a mistake or anything. It's just what I would consider an inconsistency. But um, nevertheless, the the tools are there. The the power is there. So it's not that big of a deal. But it's, it's, a, it's a good program. It's definitely a good alternative to GIMP if you're looking for a Photoshop-like application in Linux. Uh, you could also probably hunt it down for uh, for the Mac. I know that there's a there's there's supposed to be a Mac port at some point, and there should be a Windows port as well. So um, it it really ought to run on any system that you've that you're using, whether it's your preferred system at home or you know the, the one that you're forced to use at work. Uh, you you should probably be able to find uh, Krita. For, for that system. The current version of Krita, the SVN version notwithstanding, uh, is 1.6.3. So if you aptitude install it or yum install it, that should be what you see. And uh, it's it's been really, really stable. It's been really good. Uh, there have been a couple of things to get used to, like the placement of certain palettes or the fact that there is no eraser tool, except that everything is an eraser if you want it to be. You know, which once you figure it out, it, it's actually pretty impressive and kind of kind of cool because now you realize, oh, you can you can erase in any shape that you want. That's really neat. But for a little while, it throws you off because all you want to do is erase something and you can't figure out how to do it. And that's about it. Krita is it's it's definitely a a promising project, something to check out, um, something to look at if you are if you're looking for an alternative to GIMP or Photoshop, either either one of those, you might want to check this one out. You can also go to krita uh, plugins.org, I think. Yes, krita-plugins.org, and they have. Um, Quite a few plugins that they are developing, and I mean they've they've 1.6.3 includes a certain number of plugins anyway, like filters and things like that, like you know your typical blurs, pixelize, color uh, color correction tools. The color correction tools actually, by the way, aren't. They, I don't love the color correction tool. The color adjustment tool, it's it's a nice, uh, it's a curve tool, but you have to define which channel you're you're doing the curve to and uh, it just seems a little bit overly complex to me, but that's a that's a minor issue. It's not a huge thing. I mean, it's 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 doable. It's just different. Uh, but they do have a lot of different little plugins, and you can look at the the examples on the krita-plugins.org site, and it'll show you what they're supposed to do, and it'll give you a download link up at the top left that you can download the uh, download the particular plugin set, and there's an installation instruction link there as well. So you can try all that. And uh, be sure to try out their brush engine as well if you're into the whole painting thing. That's um, that's a really cool... Uh, that That's supposed to be a, a really powerful engine. 
like I say, I'm not much of a hand artist myself, so I, I don't I, I don't dare try out anything having to do with brushes or pencils or pens or ink. But um, it's it's definitely something to look at if you're if you're looking for a more a, a painter style uh, program. And to check out Krita in general, you can go to kaoffice.org/krita, and that will kind of give you an update on all their little um, you know all the things that they're working on, all the things that they have in mind. It's all scriptable with Python and Ruby, so it, it it's pretty cool. 2.0, they have a lot of exciting things in mind for it. Hopefully, it will all happen. Uh, they 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 take they take inspiration from lots of different places, like obviously the GIMP uh, from the the GSUMI uh, simulation, uh, the brush and, and ink simulation program, uh, something called Wet Dream, which is a watercolor paint simulation. Uh, Corel Painter, uh, ePaint, Pixara Sketchbook, lots of different um, software applications, both proprietary and free, as well as some academic uh, proposals and things like that. Uh, so check it out, Krita. It's an interesting application. It's an interesting alternative to GIMP and Photoshop. And uh, as far as I can tell, it's it's really it's come a long way, and it's and they've got their eye uh, on going a lot further. So. Uh, so check it out. And yes, it does the whole 16-bit and 32-bit color space as well. And it does RAW and all that other good stuff. So any complaints about that stuff can now be over as well. Try out Krita. Enjoy. Bye. Thank you for listening to Hacker Public Radio. HPR is sponsored by caro.net. So head on over to caro.net for all your hosting needs.